Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us today. The U.S. Navy in skirmishes in the Red Sea this week. Three commercial ships off the coast of Yemen were fired on by Iran-backed Houthi rebels. The USS Kearney, a Navy destroyer in the area at the time of the firefight and successfully taking down three drones that were presumed to be ready to launch more ballistic missiles at those commercial ships. U.S. Central Command released a statement following the attacks saying that the United States will now, quote, consider all appropriate responses in the wake of the attack, taking specific aim at Iran. All the disruption in the Middle East and conflict comes at a time when America needs to stand strong with our ally, Israel, which makes the recent bizarre comments of the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, all the more insulting to Israel. Austin, in a speech at the Reagan National Defense Forum, shocked the audience when Austin told them that Israel risks, quote, strategic defeat if civilians aren't protected in Gaza. This as the Israeli Defense Forces are fighting for their sovereignty and their survival. Listen to Defense Secretary Austin as he goes off the rails and out of his lane, way out of his lane. You see, in this kind of a fight, the center of gravity is the civilian population. And if you drive them into the arms of the enemy, you replace a tactical victory with a strategic defeat. So I have repeatedly made clear to Israel's leaders that protecting Palestinian civilians in Gaza is both a moral responsibility and a strategic imperative. I think we see now why the Biden regime tries to keep Lloyd Austin out of public statements. Another man you hear us talk a lot about here is the villainous Marxist oligarch George Soros and the role that he has been playing for decades in disrupting and devastating civil order throughout the world. Israeli United Nations Ambassador Gilad Erdan 
had enough of Soros this week, calling him out for funding Hamas, supporting NGOs with more than $15 million in backing. Erdogan telling Fox that Soros's donations to organizations that seek the destruction of the state of Israel is shameful but unsurprising. I applaud the ambassador for his courage in speaking out against the sinister George Soros. Our guest today is one of the most courageous public servants on Capitol Hill. She is one of the most hardest working public servants and certainly senators. We are joined today by Senator Marsha Blackburn. And Senator, it is great to have you with us. Let's start with the Hamas war on Israel and the Biden regime to the Israeli war to end Hamas in Gaza. And, of course, his support of Netanyahu in this war. You know, Lou, uh, what we have to do is send a message that we, the United States of America, stand resolutely and solidly with Israel. And they, they need to know Hamas and Iran, which is a part of funding Hamas and Hezbollah and ISIS, Iraq, ISIS, Syria, they need to know that we are going to be there for Israel and that we support Israel's right to defend themselves and their people and that we support Israel's right to do what they need to do to eliminate Hamas. Are you surprised that in the midst of the agony uh, following the October 7th massacre, uh, Israelis mourning, uh, raging to fight, that that President Biden would start talking about a two-state solution, uh, yeah. it, it was a remarkable moment. You know, I think it was a puzzling moment for so many people because Hamas attacked Israel and they had planned this attack. Uh, Iran had helped to train these Hamas fighters and it was an unprovoked attack and it wasn't an attack against an army it was a an attack against the citizens and individuals in their homes and yesterday i watched this footage that was pulled from the gopro cameras of these hamas fighters who the idf w were able to kill and confiscate these cameras it is sickening what they did with uh shooting people uh using hammers and hatchets and and just chopping people up in the the trail of blood that you would see where they dragged people out of of houses and it is just uh, truly war crimes that have been committed against innocent civilians. And we don't need a ceasefire. We don't need to give Hamas time to regroup. We do not need to be sending aid into Gaza because we know that Hamas is taking that aid. They're taking that fuel. They're taking the food. They're taking the medical supplies. And the Gazans, the Palestinians, are not getting those supplies. So people need to be moving to the south, to the Rafa Gate where there is aid for people that are hurting and hungry and and uh, in need of fuel. Uh, that is where they need to be going and getting out of harm's way. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's such a sad and tragic moment yes. for the Israelis. Uh, also, they're filled with anger to to respond and, and rightfully so. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu needs the support of President Biden. He's yes. not getting it. Uh, as a matter of fact. Yes. The, and Lou, we don't need to be trying to micromanage this war. Right. Absolutely. What we need to do is make certain that we pass an Israel aid bill. And I agree with the House on their bill. I agree with taking that money that was set aside for IRS agents and paying for this so that we're not adding to our debt. But uh, the IDF and Benjamin Netanyahu do not need the United States of America trying to micromanage this war. Let's let the IDF and Israel eliminate Hamas from the face of the earth. Let's send this message to these other terrorist groups that if they do something like this, we are going to hunt them down and we are going to rid the earth of them. Well, and that is precisely what I, I believe Israel will do mm -hmm. uh, after this uh, this peculiar uh, phrase uh, phase is uh, ended here, where apparently the world suddenly wants to think of Joe Biden as a great statesman and uh, warrior president. Uh, they forget his withdrawal from Afghanistan. Senator, I want to turn to a, a, an extraordinary uh, situation that we have, and that is a president who is ignoring the Supreme Court. Uh, sending out literature to 800,000 uh, student loan recipients as if there has never been a, a, a adjudication on the issue of uh, student loan forgiveness. Uh, he, he's acting in violation again of the Supreme Court's ruling. Uh, he's also shown nothing but contempt for the affirmative action ruling as if he's not going to follow that, nor should anyone else have to. I, I mean, the list goes on. How in the world is there going to be a republic uh, if this president and the Marxist Dems, whether in the House or the Senate or the deep state, uh, continue to ignore the Constitution uh, and our, our system of government? Yes. And one of the things that I have noticed regularly about this administration, Lou, is they have tried their hardest to normalize lawlessness. Mm -hmm. And we have seen this in the people they have sent for to us to be confirmed as judges. We are seeing it in this defund the police movement. We are seeing it in their not pushing back on crime in the cities. And we've seen it with these DAs and prosecutors that are soft on crime. We have seen it with this open southern border. And they're doing everything they can to normalize lawlessness. Now, the American people are waking up to this. They, they can see what's happening at the border. They can go online if they doubt what they're hearing on TV. They can go and look at the Texas Department of Public Safety. They can look at the governor of Arizona, their webpage. They can look at the Texas webpage. They can go to so many different outlets and see people streaming across this border. They can listen to blue city mayors like Eric Adams, and they can see what's 
what's happening in Chicago, in Philadelphia, where these big blue city mayors are saying, hey, wait a minute, somebody needs to stop this. Well, those are the guys that declared themselves sanctuary cities, and they sent the message, come on, if the border is open, you can come here, we're a sanctuary city. But people are saying, wait a minute, I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm paying taxes and you've taken over my kids' playground or you have taken the gym at their school or we can't get medical services in our community because of the influx of those that have illegally entered the country. And so people are saying, stop this with the violation of the rule of law. Enforce the raw law and let's protect our communities and let's restore law and order. Let's restore a vibrant economy, which President Donald Trump had given us. Let's restore an appreciation for the values that have made this country great. Let's protect our faith, family, freedom, hope, opportunity. We hear it every day, and I think the American people are indeed waking up to what is happening to their freedoms and what is happening in this country. We're talking with Senator Marsha Blackburn, in my opinion, one of the most courageous senators in the Republican conference in the U.S. Senate. Uh, we'll be right back with her. Don't touch that dial. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at SCS. Dot georgetown dot edu slash podcast. We're back now talking with Senator Marsha Blackburn. And Senator, again, great to talk with you. I, I want to turn to the Judiciary Committee itself for now. Is there any plan for the Judiciary Committee to do something to, to rein in, to discipline, uh, to bring back activist Marxist dim judges into some semblance of an appreciation for the, the Republic, its laws, uh, and our system of government? Well, you know, we've been successful in making certain that some of those judges who were not qualified at all to be on the federal bench, that they were, their nomination was recalled and they have not gone through. But as, as I say regularly, that this White House, Joe Biden and this White House continues to send people for the federal bench federal district and federal appellate judges who have never been a judge for one minute. 
They have not been a state judge. They have not been a city judge. They have not been a county judge. They have not been a judge for the pie contest at the county fair. They've never been a judge. They have been an activist. And to put someone on the federal appellate bench who has never been a judge, who has never practiced appellate law, who has never briefed the court, that is inappropriate. That is, and you don't want people on the bench How many? who do not have a respect for the rule of law and are not going to enforce the law. You don't want activists on the court. Well, the two names, uh, you know, Merrill Howell, uh, Tanya Chutkin, uh, federal judges and the D.C. courts. I mean, they are they're contemptuous of law. They're acting, as you put it, lawless Marxists. And um, it is a frustration to us. This is why we do so much work on the vetting process and the reading process and question these individuals and submit questions because once they're confirmed to the federal bench, that is a lifetime appointment. And to have people who are activists actually take those federal judgeships, you know, it just shows you why we owe that debt of gratitude to President Donald Trump for the judges that he put on the bench and the fact that they are constitutionalists. They are, they are individuals that have a judicial philosophy. Well, They're people that have that constitutional appreciation and underpinning. You know, I want to turn to a, a moment uh, of real courage on your part when you uh, insisted in the Judiciary uh, Committee uh, that uh, subpoenas uh, be sent out to find out uh, who was using the Lolita Express going to Epstein Island. Uh, we still don't know uh, all this time later. Uh, exactly what happened with him and under federal uh, correction, uh, the Federal Bureau of Prisons uh, custody, uh, whether he died uh, of natural causes uh, by his own hand or natural causes by uh, an assassin. Well, they're saying they're going to come back with those subpoenas. I said, fine, I've already filed my amendments. And as you mentioned, one is to subpoena the Epstein estate for the entire listing of flight logs for all of his planes in the Lolita Express. We want to know who was picked up, where they were picked up, how long they stayed at that island, and be able to see who participated in this. I've had people say, look, if there was someone from a company that they're working with, they would want to know that someone was a participant in what is turning out to be a very um, highly orchestrated sex trafficking, human trafficking ring, and Jelaine Maxwell, who was a, I guess, kind of the leader in grooming, selecting and grooming these young girls. And as we focus on the human trafficking and sex trafficking issues, we want answers to this. So yes, I do have my subpoena amendment filed. I also have an amendment that would uh, subpoena uh, 
Justice Sotomayor's staff. She got a $3 million book advance, not reported. Uh, then we found out through news reporting that her court staff had participated in selling these books to entities where she was going to speak. She has made $4 million on this book deal. We would like to see those emails and those records. So we have that subpoena. Also a subpoena for DOJ and the FTC on emails pertaining to and documents pertaining to uh, the investigation into Elon Musk. And then, Lou, one that I know you would be interested in, I have an amendment that would subpoena all the White House documents pertaining to the elimination of the China initiative, which was our way to investigate right. and prosecute Chinese spies that are on U.S. soil. Well, I'm interested in everything that you've just said, uh, and you're quite correct. Uh, your interest in China is to be applauded by every American, all that you're doing. Uh, you're very courageous. You're very smart. And uh, we thank you for uh, all that you're doing for the country. Senator Marsha Blackburn, uh, thanks for being with us here. We always give uh, our guests the, the last word. Uh, your concluding thoughts, Senator. You know, people can follow me at Marsha Blackburn online and stay in touch with us. Keep up with the work that we are doing and um, tune in to C-SPAN when we do these Judiciary Committee hearings. I think they'll find them quite entertaining. Thanks to Senator Blackburn. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show is a man at the forefront of the congressional investigations into the corruption of President Biden and his entire regime, also his family. Joining us will be Jim Jordan, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee and the Weaponization Subcommittee. We'll be taking up what are the next steps as this Congress moves toward an impeachment of Joe Biden. Please join us for that tomorrow and each and every day. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs. That's at Lou Dobbs. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. And may God bless America. <laughs>